Why is parenting and babies so hard? We'll tell you. Let's talk about it. All right, guys. Welcome to the Out of Control Podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Molly. And this is the Out of Control Podcast, where we talk about how we tend to want to make and bring things into our control, but maybe the answers lie in living a little out of the control. In and out of control world. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about parenting, relationships. We talked about mental health situations, spirituality. Oh, sorry. Oh, you said spirituality. I said sexuality. Just all the things that we try to control in life. And, you know, maybe there's... It's messy when you do that. Yeah. Maybe there's some other answers on the other side. So we're just exploring the answers and you can explore them with us right here on the podcast. So today's topic is coming from a review. We did read the review a few weeks back. Wow, I think I should have changed to make it look like... You, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So uh, Recovery TMD a few weeks ago um, said, hey, I like the podcast. And in episode 17, Matt mentioned some stages. And I'd love to hear more about... This is exactly what he said. He or she. I don't know if it was he or she. I don't know. Uh, but they said... Um, would love an episode where you guys di- dive into how you approach each stage of parenting and some practical ways that you approach teaching certain life lessons across stages. So I don't know that we're fully going to give you what you want in this podcast because we decided to break the stages down into multiple podcasts. Yeah. So, so today we're, we're going to talk about babies. This can be a multi-part podcast. Yeah. About babies. But first. No, no. not yet. The, the, so first we're going to go into the stages. Okay. okay, just really quickly. We're going to okay. talk about what these stages are that we were talking about. Okay. So, so I briefly I, I briefly mentioned this um a while back the the different stages that um are we we see it is that kids go through and and what are our roles. So, the the first stage is obviously babies, right? They they come out as babies. And so <laughs> You like to say it like that? Sure, babies. So, the babies your job at this stage is really you're doing everything for them. You're protecting them. And we're, we're, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about something like that. Second stage is the toddler stage, right? And in this stage, you start to teach them about the world, right? ABCs, all that stuff. Five to 10 is where you really start to teach them about themselves. And stay 13 to 11 to 13, the stage starts shrinking size wise or time wise, um, is where they really start to have interactions with others. And so you're teaching them how to have those interactions and how their identity relates to the identities of the world around them and how to sort of form their own identity, which leads them into stage the 14 and 15 year old stage where you're really teaching them to make their own decisions, preparing them for adulthood. And stage 16 through 18 is, is what I call practicing adulthood, right? They're still at home, likely. Uh, so it's a great place to give them a playground to sort of practice being an adult. So, so those, are the, those are the different stages. And, and today we're going to focus on the stage of babies. And we're going to talk about really two things. Uh, what is it that we feel like is important f- as a parent of these babies? Yeah. And so how, how do you parent well a baby and then also what the impact and and the challenges that come in the relationship yeah so how do you maintain the relationship for the babies right and 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 how you parent in relationship right because you can take you can be married and have a partner and you guys can both be really awesome parents Mm -hmm. but maybe not together right right 
So the whole, yeah, the whole premise for this whole series is about parenting together through these stages. That's that I'm really glad you yeah. brought that up. Right. So that's really it. But for now, fun facts with Matt and Molly. All right. That, that we nailed it that time. <laughs> Finally. Okay. So, um, do you want to go ahead and fun fact it? You got fun one? fact. My fun fact is I think getting kicked out of her other rental house was mm-hmm. one of the best things that could have happened. Say what? Say a little bit more. It just was. Okay. So if you <laughs> didn't hear about that, uh, you can go back to the episode where we, I think, I think it's maybe like 18, just 19. a lot of good things have come out of it. Yeah. I, I, for one, for me, I don't know. I mean, this house is not perfect. It doesn't look as nice in a lot of ways as the old house, but, um, space wise, we've figured out how to really organize things. And I just feel like there's a place for everything. Well, yeah. And there are some things that I have always wanted that mm-hmm. I didn't have in the other house. Mm-hmm. And we have in this house and we couldn't really do because they we um, couldn't do anything but exist. We were not allowed to do that. Anyways, we're not going to dwell in that old house. But I, th- but I think, um, you know, when you want to shake things up in your life and you want to, um, make things happen and create change, then, uh, moving, changing up your physical environment. Yeah. That may be what it takes. Yeah. And I think I've felt that a lot too in myself with, like this new energy. Just I mean, if you asked me if that's what I would want when we were still currently living at the old house, I would have said no. Right. Um, but if you're you feeling know, hindsight. highly stuck um, in some ways in life, in the relationship, in the... Here's, here's the thing. I think the universe has compelled mm-hmm. us to make a change in that way, like where we're physically living. Mm-hmm when we needed really big things to shift. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes if you just stop trying to control it all, just let the universe do its thing. Well, here's the thing. No, if you try to control it all, then the universe will like sucker punch you. <laughs> I've got it up when it could have been just easier, but yeah. so far our track record is lots of sucker punches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So my fun fact is, and if you're watching us on YouTube, then one, you might notice that we do look down here at the screen a little too much. We're still working on looking at I'm you trying. at the camera. Uh, Occasionally <laughs> I glance other. and then I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, then we want to invite you over to the podcast. And so, uh, we'd love to have you subscribe at, uh, the podcast. So that is on Spotify or iTunes. And, uh, it makes all the, all the difference in the world for you to make a comment if you are watching on YouTube. So make a comment down below, let us know, um, what you're liking, what your favorite episode is, what topics you're interested in. Um, why are you trying to get out of the control? Why, why are you, are you dealing with what we're dealing with? Maybe it's something new, something different. Anyways, what other, uh, types of conversation would you love for us to bring to the table here? So we want to just welcome you. We want to welcome all of our old streaming freedom fans that watched our crazy videos traveling around the country. Um, we hope that you're not annoyed by us hosting the podcast on streaming freedom. We just felt like that was the best place to do it. And uh, we hope you're feeling glad that we're back to some degree in the podcast format. So, all right, that's uh, fun facts for today. Now let's get back into the topic. So back into the topic, we're talking about uh, parenting young babies. 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 So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with. So we're gonna we're gonna start and we're gonna talk about uh, the actual parenting, the actual what we believe are some of the most important aspects that you can 
provide as a parent to your children? Well, first off, I just want to preface this stage with this is out of all the stages I have experienced so far, Mm -hmm. which I've experienced or I am experiencing Mm -hmm. the last one. So I've done, we're going through all of them. Um, Babies is the hardest for me. And I think it's because um, as a person who likes to control. Mm. Babies are not very easy to control. No. And you, and you, you make, I made my experience more miserable by trying to control instead of just surrendering Mm. and to the fact that it every day feels like groundhog, except it's not because you just don't know what the day will bring. Mm -hmm. And so I think I could have had a more pleasant, Mm -hmm. joyful experience, not saying that it, didn't have any joyful moments, but it, but I, I, out of all the stages, that is the hardest one mm-hmm. for me. And why, one of the reasons why we own, we stopped at three kids Yeah, is that for me to show up as my best, I, I needed to not experience any more <laughs> baby yeah. stages. No more babies. That sounds bad, but I'm just being honest. No, it sounds horrible. It sounds absolutely horrible. <laughs> <laughs> She hates babies, guys. She hates the babies. No, I'm gonna be a really great grandma. No, no, she. she no, the, the, here, here's what I think it was: is is I think that you 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 don't actually hate babies. Yeah, you actually love. You've lo- you had a big commitment to your children, and it feels like it's never not like there's no like trick to get them to not ever cry. There's no yeah. trick to be sure that they're always fed when they want to be fed. That they're. they're I couldn't. It's really that is tough the to one be state, perfect. Yeah, I could not be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and that challenges that OCPD. So if you didn't listen to our last couple episodes, that might give you a little framework of some of the backgrounds. I think with Nick being our last, I think I really embraced it more. Yeah. And I felt like I was more present. You were an amazing... No, mother- but, there, yeah. but there is some uh, sadness to not having felt like I did that with each of them. Like if I could Fair go enough. back and tell myself, yeah. just... Yeah. Just chill. Like oh, just... I, th- I think we all look at our first kids and say, <laughs> good luck. Good freaking luck. <laughs> no. Uh, but I but I wish someone had just told me, like, it's going to feel like every day's the same and not the same. Yeah. And it's going to be hard and you're going to be tired and just try to be present. Because it's going to... It, the day it is true. The phrase "the days are long, but the years are short." It yeah. goes by so fast. Yeah, and that's cliche, but that's it's, it is true. And so this podcast is really, and we probably should have started this, but this podcast is for if you are, um, you know, really um, have you're about to have a baby, or you have young babies and you're just struggling, like you're just having a hard time. Like this is what or, this is or for. if you're at our stage and you want to just listen and be like, shake your head, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll pass or, this podcast to my kids. Or you can listen to it like, no, I did that better than them. Yeah, yeah, you, you might have. <laughs> now, baby stage for me is actually not as hard. Um, no, the, and I think that's how I was able to have three kids. Yeah. Is that you were phenomenal. I, I like babies. You I, are go with the flow. You're like, it doesn't matter what happened. Yeah. You were crying more present. Really crying yeah. didn't bother you. Like, you were... I, I think I knew that about you mm-hmm. when I met you, mm-hmm. that you were just going to be like a really great dad. Yeah. I, I, I had the experience. And so a little history, I, I had the experience of thinking I never would be able to father my own kids. Um, 
my first wife, um, I don't know if we've ever told that whole story. No, because we haven't really told our story, so you've never told. Yeah, so so I'll go into it more. I know I've mentioned it, but um, I was actually married before, and when I got engaged um, uh, to be married to Melissa, she was diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease, and so in that moment that she was diagnosed, um, the doctors had to share with us that it would be very unlikely that she would be able to have her own children. And obviously as her soon to be husband at that point, that would mean I would not have my own children pending, you know, some sort of randomness or what, you know, I I don't know. There's all sorts of different things nowadays, but, um, so, so, so I, that I faced the reality of, I may have to adopt, which that would have been fine. Like I was, I was like, okay, if that's the, the life, then there's wonderful children out there that needed me to raise them. Um, so I'd felt the, the, but the, but I have to admit there, there was a little bit of me that, you know, that felt like a loss, like, okay, I may never get to have my own children. Right. And so to then have the experience, I mean, to think about that moment when Tyler was born, like it was amazing for me and his little, uh, the cord was wrapped around his little neck and, and he was like purple. And I was like, wait, no, no, no. Like, don't take this little child away from me. Cause he wasn't breathing. And the doctor did what they needed to do and snipped the cord and came out and gave him a little pat and he started crying. And that was the best cry I had, I could ever have wanted to hear, you know? And, and so I don't, I don't know what it, if that, if that's the reason why babies are easy for me or, or, or whatnot, but, but, you know, and, and I, I was grateful for like, the what was the five s's the yeah happiest the, baby on the block yeah, book yeah, yeah, like yeah. totally gave me the keys to like i could like calm our kids down um i'm you, a, you i were, tend to be a pretty calm person i do think kids very much like feel yeah. your energy and so if um, you're anxious and irritated then they feel that <laughs> um, God, i was screwed from the beginning <laughs> so uh, you were really hands-on dad. Yeah. You did. You you participated in everything except if I was exclusively breastfeeding, obviously. I, I did not participate in the breastfeeding. Um, but literally there was not one thing that you would not do. You no, didn't I'm, say no. Like yeah. you weren't like... I'd get up in the middle of the night. I'd do, I, yeah. I, I wanted to be a... I mean, you would get up in the middle of the night even though I breastfed our first two to help like change their diapers, get them yeah. back to sleep. Like yeah. you were great. No, and I, which is, I think how I survived probably. Yeah. So, so I wanted to, so I'll share one of the concepts that I was told and you get a lot of advice when you're having your first kid, but there was a concept and, and I don't have any proof of this concept, although there was an interesting book I read about trauma that sort of supported this, but there was a, um, a gentleman, I, I wish I remember who he was. I was working in recruiting. I was in the kind of recruiting in the construction industry. So I was finding people and trying to find places to put them job wise. And I, I met this guy and he was this really interesting fellow. He was, was a little bit almost um, quirky, um, but but I liked it. There was something about him that I liked. He was just real kind of a creative thinker. And he goes, he says, so you're, and we were about to have our first kid, about to have time. I said, I'm going to give you one piece of advice. He's like, and it may not make sense to you. He said, but you're, the mom is going to probably spend a lot of time with those kids in those first two, three, two weeks to two months. But that time is critical for you as a father in the bonding with your kids. So spend as much time with them in your arms. 
I don't think you ever told me that. I've never told you that? No. You've oh. told me a lot of things. Hmm. <laughs> this podcast has opened up all sorts of stories that you never heard before. I hear new stories. So um, I I took that to heart. I don't know why. He wasn't even like someone that had a lot of position or anything to trust him. But it just, I don't know, it clicked in me. And so I... I, I, I worked my work schedule. I did a lot of things around the birth of my kids and those first two months of my kids to be chest to chest, to, you know, hold them in my arms and have them feel my heartbeat. And, and, that, and I mean, I've kind of come to some conclusions now to some of the important pieces um, and just feel my love for them. And, and I, I don't, I don't know if that's part of the secret, but I will say I have a great relationship with but, all of my kids. You do. And, and I think that was a good way. But to I think start. that actually set the tone for how you father yeah. your our children. Yeah. Like you have lived by that. Yeah. I don't know if you want to call it philosophy. Yeah, it's, it's actually it's a metaphor for, for kind of how for, I always live with them. Yeah. I mean, up until present day. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's how you're going to continue to show up as a dad. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I love to bring my kids in and hug them. And yeah, but you, I think you have, um, I don't know if it was conscious. Um, I think you've been very, very intentional father. You have sacrificed a lot, like sacrifices in sleep and like you're as an entrepreneur, you're, you've been a very busy person because mm -hmm. you've got a lot of different cogs and wheels moving and, and you've got to show up for it mm -hmm. when you're running your own show. Right. But you have always made it a point to be present with your boys. Yeah. Thanks. I, I, I not, not even just physically because you, uh, our lifestyle has led. And I, and I think that partly has been intentionally you've yeah. been physically present. Yeah. But you've also been uh, emotionally and energetically present for each of them. Yeah, I, I, and I think this is what's important for this baby stage. And we're going to talk about some of the other ways that I think I've done that at, at toddler and, and the other stages. But I think at the baby stage, I, I think it actually is physical presence. Like this is the yeah. stage where physical presence is as important as any yeah. other stage. And I, th and I think life. that set the tone yeah. for all the years to come. Yeah, but there's been times where I haven't been able to be as physically present, and I'll talk about how I handle that. Um, but but I think at this stage yeah. there is no substitute. You can't video yeah. chat your baby and have them no. understand that, right? You can't you can't um, say okay, good night, wave at them, and be ten feet apart from them. It would be interesting to ask each of our boys mm -hmm. how present they have felt that you've been, because I'm yeah. I've always been a stay at home mom, right? So. I've always, I've been physically, I mean, I am, I mean, and and I love it, mm -hmm. but as their dad, that's not always typical. Yeah. A lot of dads don't. So I think it'd be interesting to hear how they feel, like yeah, if they feel that. like that's really So I think that's experience. one of the keys to give them is, is your pre physical presence, um, which is, which is for me. So, so you had some other ones that you felt like were really, really important. Can you pull up the note? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, let me see. Uh, okay. Um, I said a couple things. You are their consistency, right? It's setting a foundation for safety, like mm -hmm. physical safety, like your physical presence and your consistency to pick your baby up when they cry, feed them, change their diaper, just love them and be yeah. there for them. 
creates a safe environment, which sets the path of their like nervous system, right? Because yeah. not every child comes into this world with that. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of uh, physical and mental health pro- problems show up in early stages of children yeah. because of that, the lack of safety they were born into. Yeah. Um, I, we read that really good book on trauma. Yeah. What happened to me? Is it? Yeah. With, what happened with w- Oprah Winfrey with, and yeah. And, this other, uh, yeah. and I want to get it had that. some really interesting studies and findings on just that, um, topic. Well, and that's what, when I read that book, that's what put me in a situation where I was like, oh, this whole idea this guy gave me about the first two months being so important, what happened to you is, yeah. and it's by Bruce D. Perry and Oprah. And, and this is not to say not everybody's situation lends them to be able to have a stay at home mom well, or may, a stay at home dad, working three jobs but and, I, but I yeah. think there are ways that you can find. No. To make, when you are there, Absolutely. to be present, to be physically um, attentive and, yeah. and energetically loving to set that, that safety and consistency. So when your child is with you, they, they feel that presence Yeah, and, it, and it's okay if, when, when you can't be with them, Yeah, that that's okay. But when you are to really utilize that time, I think maybe, and for some of you that may, maybe you're just not as an emotionally um, uh, driven person. Is it, well, and, and I don't want to honor that. Not every woman falls into motherhood the same way. Yeah. I, f- I feel like yeah. it was very natural for me. Like I love being a mom. It's, it's not my whole identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there will be a shift when I don't have any more kids at home. Right. Um, I think that will be interesting. I'm not afraid of that, mm-hmm. but I think it'll be an interesting mm-hmm. thing that I'm going to navigate. But you wanted to be a mother. But ever I since. wanted yeah. to be a mom, and yeah. I have—I feel like I have thrived in motherhood. Oh, you're a great mother, and I love it, and and I love it to this day. I love my teenagers, and I yeah. love my tween. And so, so, so part of it is, I I do understand we're all different, and that some people don't choose parenting like we've chosen parenting. But I also just want to say, like, why? Maybe ask yourself why not. Like, why not choose parenting? Like, and and maybe the argument in your head is if I choose parenting, I can't have this other thing. I don't think that's true. Yeah. And, and so I would maybe spend some time with myself if I'm, if I'm like, I, we have great friends and, and like both friends that don't have kids and friends that have kids, but you can see that the way that they parent, like they, they love their kids, but they're just, they're, they're. It's not their world. Like parenting is not their primary priority. And, and I think that's completely okay. Like that you, you've maybe feel more driven to bring something else to this world, right? Like that is okay. But I think actually it's not a either, or I I think there's, you've actually shown that it doesn't, I'm not a good example of an either, or because I have chosen and you've made it possible. We've made it possible for me to be at stay at home mom. And and I really love that. And that's what I want. Yeah. But I think you can also be a woman. Well, I look at your friend. Well, we had her on the podcast. Um, Oh, Amy Earl, Amy Earl. She's, she has shown how you can do both. Yeah. You can be an amazing mom and a hundred percent invested in that path. Yeah. And have something that you've created outside of motherhood. Yeah. And she's a very passionate, passionate entrepreneur. I mean, I guess I have a little bit of that. I, I, I like to do this podcast. Yeah. I don't have my own business. I don't, 
um, financially right. contribute to our family that way. But you, but you're an example of how to be a amazing father, be very present and have created and run multiple businesses, yeah. both in really good seasons and, and really hard seasons. Yeah. And I think it's harder when it's hard, when the money's not there, but, but I think you, and that's why I think it so is you, about choosing, you can do choosing to say it's not mutually yeah. exclusive. I can choose to be committed to my kids and, and, and that may mean that I, that doesn't committed doesn't mean yes to everything committed. Doesn't mean I'm always there committed. Doesn't mean that it just means I'm committed. Like I feel this sense of commitment, right? So maybe ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, like how committed am I at being this parent? At being a I parent? said, so, I can't remember what I said the other day we were out. I think it was on our anniversary mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know. I couldn't find the right words, but I genuinely like experiencing this life alongside my children. Yeah. And you like, yeah. Well, uh, we were talking about a bunch we of memories about, yeah. and we were like all of our memory, all of our positive memory, not all of them, but like basically 90% of our really positive memories together. <laughs> our kids are in those memories. They're, but very I think that's because we've made a conscious effort to yeah. have them like, we're not, our lives are all like entangled. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. No. Like we, we have our time together. We do that quite frequently. Yeah. But I, I, I will say that some of that probably is a, is an allusion to the, we could have done a little better with each yeah. other. Like, right. Yeah. Like, so I think, I don't, I don't know that it's healthy to have it be 90% with the kids, but it does speak to how we feel about parenting. Right. No, our right. early years of parenting, and we'll yeah. touch on this when we really dive into the yeah. babies, we're kind of setting, I feel like we're setting the stage Okay. right now. Sure. Um, but I think now in our, in our later years, yeah our kids are older. They don't need a babysitter. It, the spending time together has become easier. Absolutely. It's way easier when and you're older. We're healthier. And, yeah. but there is something like, they're like, they're only here in your house for so many years. Mm-hmm. And, and it, and we're still going to take family vacations if they want to partake in sure. that yeah. when they're adults mm-hmm. and they're out of the house, but it's, mm-hmm. it'll be different. Yeah. There's nothing like, you know, typical 18 years of having your kids at home. And I just want to like soak up every little bit I can. Yeah. Cause I, I think I feel it more like, um, I feel more the urgency now. Yeah. When they start to get to 17 years old, you start to like, I'm like, like, okay, like next year there's like, we have some big birthdays for all of us. I'm like, I want to take like a, a family vacation, just the five of us, like the memories you just, you can't, you can never create too many. Yeah. So anyways, we're going to talk about babies. Yeah. So we're trying to talk about babies. Okay. So we set the stage of kind of our idea of parenting. Yeah. So, well, so we're, we're, we're talking oh, about, the, well, we've, we've talked about two of the key things. Consistency. So, so consistency and, and then physical, this presence, physical yeah. presence. There was, uh, um, well, well for me, um, along, along with that, it, with babies is that as a man, I think, um, we, we have shifted a little bit of like the old model of like women take care of the babies and men go provide like, right. Yeah. Cause you have, a, you have more stay at home dads. Now. Yeah. Like, yeah. My, you know, they're, they're, my brother's stay at home dad. Like there's a lot of great stay at home dads. There's like a vlogger out there. That's like got an awesome vlog. Which about I think is so cool. Yeah, like I don't think cool. there's this perfect formula. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, I love that there's people dedicating their career to making better dads. That's, I guess it's kind of a little bit of what we're doing here with this podcast. Although we don't have like a coaching program or anything yet. I don't know. Maybe we do by the time I get this, you're listening to this, but, um, but we, you know, we, 
so, so for me, what I, I think is about being a dad as a, of a baby is I, I think you have to realize like that there is like, it's ideal that there is no roles and you should discuss the roles. Yeah. I, I think discussing roles is important yeah. in any type of relationship. Even if you just are married and you don't have kids yet, there's always roles yeah. to fulfill. And so to discuss what those look like and, you know, I, you helped out a lot in the, the new, new days of, uh, having a baby at home, mm -hmm. but then I, I stayed at home. And right. so my days had more flexibility if I wanted to lay down when the baby was napping, whereas you were working. Right. Uh, so so I, think, I think you have to discuss yeah. it. And, and I think you have to understand that it is a temper. It, it is like, I mean, unless you're going to have kids every nine months for like a long period of time, Which some people do, some people there's do. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Then, then you're pro it, there, it's going to be sort of this ebb and flow period where, I mean, most people that have multiple kids sort of have like a kid every two to four years. Right. And then they kind of have another uh, one. Yeah. Back, right. So maybe a year and a half to every four years. Right. So you're going to have this like period probably of like, uh, you know, six, seven years where it's going to be like this ups and downs and up. You got this like, where you baby. feel like you can come up and take a really quick breath before you go back. Yeah. Another. And then there's like another baby and then now you've got two and you're juggling. And then there's like a third. So and we, depending on how many kids you have. Yeah. So ours are 19 months apart. Tyler and Ben are 19 months apart. And then Ben and Nick are almost four years, four years, right? We needed that breath. Like we needed a bigger breath. So yeah. I think it's, I think one of the things is, and then we'll talk about the relationship. So like, it's okay to like figure that out for yourself. Like what's the, what's, there's not a one size fits all when it yeah. comes to what families some, look like. How some many women kids. love babies and they yeah. just, they thrive in that. I stage. love my babies. I was aware that it was hard. After, it's a hard stage. Yeah. After I had been mm -hmm. and they're 19 months apart, I was like, whoa, mm -hmm. I knew I wanted at least one more, mm -hmm. but I knew that I needed yeah. a break. Yeah. Yeah. A longer break. Yeah. So, so for me, the importance when you're having at, at the baby stage is that you, as a man, step up and, and talk about these roles. And a couple of things about talking about roles are, one thing is what, what is easy for you, right? Like maybe, maybe you can do the simple thing of taking the trash out of the diaper bin. Like, like what, what can you do? Maybe you're willing to change the diaper. Maybe you don't really care. I'm, I worked in a freaking sewer. So changing a diaper, I was like, no big deal. Right. Um, uh, maybe that is like totally gross to you and very hard. Now stretch yourself. Like, I don't think it's fair for one person to do all of anything other than breastfeeding. Cause I just couldn't do that. But yeah. like, I think that you ideally you, you stretch yourself, right? Because it's, but basically I would say this, like make a list of all the things that need to be done. Yeah. Like, like be all very the practical things. about it. Yeah. And then be like, okay, what is like easy for you and you enjoy doing it? like rocking them to bed. Like I, I rocking them to sleep. I could do that all the time. That's easy for me. Right. If she's been exhausted, rocking to sleep may just feel like one more thing. I, or I don't know that that was the case for you, but yeah. right. So like make a list of all the things the kid. But needs. sometimes in the middle of the night after I would, uh, breastfeed yeah. one of the boys, yeah. I just wanted to go lay down yeah. and get as much sleep as I could in between feedings. Yeah. So she'd so, feed him, yeah. give him to me. I'd go rock him back to bed to sleep. Sometimes he would be asleep, but I'd before a couple of our kids, like they kind of needed this, like Is they it needed a, to be fully down before you laid them down. Otherwise they'd wake up and cry. Yeah. yeah. 
And so just kind of like looking at those things, right? The change in the diaper, the, the, if you are not breastfeeding, then can you feed the bottle? Like, right. Can you see that Our as valuable Nick time? Was bottle fed. Yeah. Now we also live in a world today that is different than before. You can actually watch a Netflix show while you're rocking your kid to sleep. That you yeah. Do. No, like, you couldn't so, do that. So there's, there is some things that, that are a little bit easier today. Um, I mean, we, I, I mean, our later kids maybe had iPhones, but before that we didn't really have think ways Nick, to, yeah. Yeah. Probably, so, but. so there's, you know, so maybe make, may, maybe give yourself a break. Like maybe you're not like present, but you're watching a Netflix show. Like, so, so make it a little bit easier to do the things that you need to do and enjoy and entertain yourself to make it a little bit uh, easier to do that. Um, but, and then, and then I, I would just say as a man, just, just really seek to, um, be willing to do whatever it takes and recognize that someday she may be able to handle it. And then some days she may need you to be like, babe, other than the breastfeeding, I will take care of everything. Like maybe it's a Saturday or a Sunday. Like you, like I will do it all. Like I give them like as much space as they can. Maybe for you, it's, I get up in the middle of the night and take care of the feedings if, if they're not breastfeeding. So figure out what you can do. Maybe it's some days a week, this or that, but sit down and talk about those things together. Don't just expect that because she's the mom, she's going to do everything and, and give some pushback in a gentle way. Not, 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 uh, you're being controlling, not you're trying to do everything, but, but just be like, look, babe, I, you could do all this and I love you. And I'm working full time and I know I'm exhausted too. And I may not be able to do it the way you'd want me to do it. So I may not do it perfect, but I want to do this for you. But I also want to do it for me to have a relationship with my kid and to have, to feel like I'm also contributing to their well being. Will you let me have some of that space? And when you convey it that way, I think that it opens the mother up to say, okay, like that. Yeah. That, may, that can be valuable. Yeah. So, any last things for the for the baby, and then we'll talk about the relationship. Um, well, I just uh, had something down here. It says you are showing them love and and verb form. So although I mean babies are babies, so their brain is you know mm-hmm. way underdeveloped and they're not cognizant of what you're really doing for them. But you are you are uh, like before you're creating this safe environment for them yeah. where they can they do they feel your energy, which. I do have some sadness around that because I'm sure my energy was kind of uptight some of the times, but, um, you are, you are setting the stage for them to know what love feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a great time to do that. It's a, it's a beautiful, I love that, that, that love you're showing them love is a verb Yeah, and it is a time where it's a verb now to the hard part. Parenting together. Parenting together and managing the relationship during the baby stage. Yeah. Ideally, all this stuff is talked about before you have babies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe it is more nowadays because we're yeah. more conscious of mental health and all that. And yeah. it wasn't exactly like that. I don't remember anyone. I remember people tell you, like, it's all the logistics on mm-hmm. how to prepare for baby, right? Find the perfect swaddle. Um, the best thing for them to sleep in, the best like diaper genie, the crib. best diaper bag, crib, what's Colors the best stuff. bottle that gives the baby the least amount of gas or, you know, breastfeeding yeah. techniques or, you know, all, all the, you, you, there's a book out there for ev- like for everything and it's 10 times over. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Um, although one of the best logistical kind of books was Happiest Baby on the Block. Yeah, Happiest Baby on the Block is a good one. But no one talks to about how how to parent in relationship yeah. and what that is going to take and what that's going to look like because it's it you're so physically exa- first off if it's if your first child everything is brand new and you're questioning everything you're doing yeah right you're not you've never having someone give you such quick immediate feedback of how much you suck at what you're trying to do. And it's not good feedback because it's just a cry. Just you're like, is that a cry? Am I hungry? Am yes. I tired? Is my diaper need to be changed? Yeah. Am I overstimulated? Do I just need to be held? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's okay if your baby just needs to be held for the sake of being held, Or right? remember when they like, just want to be held and they just want to be held standing up. Like for some yeah. reason, like that extra two feet of, of, of elevation is like more soothing than when you're sitting down. Right, but you're questioning everything because you're like, you shouldn't give them too much love or you're not giving them enough. And you're like, what is going on? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you have all that, but no one says, okay, you've got to learn how to parent together with your partner, yeah. right? Whether that's husband and wife, husband and husband, wife and wife, or whatever that looks like. Right. There, I, there may be books now. There, I did not know of any back then, and nor did I have anyone come to me with advice mm-hmm. that would have helped. <laughs> yeah, so, so. So I think I think that's where I think we did really good at all this other stuff. Yeah. I think where we struggled was learning how to parent together, yeah. and that we're a team, and that we're not against each other. I think we've talked about in previous episodes, OCPD. Mm-hmm. It would have been helpful to know about that way back then. Yeah. Um, because I I think I. I tended to butt heads with you because mm-hmm. I felt like it had to be either or, right? Mm-hmm. It's my way or your way. It's not, okay, well, let's find a way together. Let's, or or you can do it your way and I can do it my way. Like, and that's both. Fine. Right. But I don't like your way. Yeah. Still. <laughs> <laughs> but like, where, where's the marriage right. of, of this parenthood? Yeah. And how can we do this together? Because mm-hmm. not only does, I feel like the baby feed, like they feel your energy as a father and my energy as a mother when we're just one-on-one with them. Mm-hmm. But they're going to feel our energy when we're together as a yeah. team. Yeah. And um, that could work for your benefit or to your detriment. <laughs> yeah, we struggled with that a lot. I think I think we really um, recognize now that, you know, we... Well, I, well, I, think, I, that, I think there was a different framework that... that well, I, I did feel like it was, I would definitely have the mindset it was either or. Yeah. Like, right. It was yeah. your way was either what, right? right. And my was wrong or flipped. And some of that had to do with maybe how I communicated. Some of that had to do with your perspectives. And then some of that had to do with um, the nature of like the mom is with the kid a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I think that as you're spending as much time, like you feel like, well, I figured things out. So like, let right. me. Let me, me teach, teach you. you instead of let me just see how you do it. Yeah. Like your way could be really awesome. Yeah. Or the way you do it is the perfect way for you to do it for our child. And right. my way is a perfect way for me to do it for our child. Yeah. And when we come together, we just kind of have to dance around with each other and, and figure it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I did have a, yeah, I, I think that, and that, that is hard. I think I so if you're with, with, a, with your partner, if you could kind of give them some, if you really feel strongly, like if they're just sitting there and they're just like letting the baby cry and they're not doing anything. Yeah. There, it might be, it might be worthwhile to say, Hey, would you prefer that I, you know, would you be okay? Oh no, they're fine. Like, I will well, say like, oh. 
You were the master swaddler. Yeah. Well, could- I, I would tell you, happy baby on the block, get a good swaddle blanket, bundle that thing. Okay, here's the thing to understand. Okay, this is this is really powerful. If you understand that uh, many animals have a fourth mester, since it would be a fourth mester, not a trimester, right? Yeah. Anyways, there'd be four mesters. So there's actually like this... Quadmester? Quadmester, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> there'd be like this another like stage of like being in the womb. This is kind like of the theory. kangaroos have pouches. Yeah. So, so what... What it is, is that if you mimic what they experience in the belly, which if you think about it is like a super tight bundle, right? They're in the belly. So they're all bundled up. They're all tight. The shushing sound of the heartbeat of the mother, right? The movement of the hips of the mother, right? That is As why she's they walking like around standing up because yeah. Yeah. Um, so, cause it's like the, it's, it's swaddle, swaddle, sh- uh, shush, shushing, sway, sway suck oh give them some of the suck on yeah and there's one more i don't don't remember remember. anyways it's magic if you do it and you just you bundle them up in like a burrito okay but i had a thought so back to the okay so if you do that like colic so many other things so much now i've heard people like it doesn't work it really only works best during that first three months, right? Like that is the, that to me was magic for like the first three months. Now, once they get used to it, it still serves purpose for like six months, but it's really that first three months that really has, makes a difference. So if you, if you have a baby that's having trouble, try it out. I'm telling you, get the book, Happy Spam on the Block or look it up. You'll, you'll I wonder see. how many editions they've had. It was, that was the best book. It was so powerful. So valuable. Anyways. Okay. Sorry. I cut you off. Now oh, I'll go okay. back to what um, Well, parenting together. Yeah. Okay. I had a thought. Um, crap. Okay. Well, well, I'll start and then you'll, um, okay. Yep. Got figured it. Yeah. So you, you're going into first time parenting. Yeah. You think you have an idea of what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. You really don't. You don't. And you don't realize how exhausted you're like exhausted where you just want to cry because you're so tired. Yeah. You're just, but you can't cry because you're too tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and it's, and it's, it permeates everything. Yeah. It's just and 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 there you know hindsight's always a blessing. You can look back. It doesn't last forever, but it feels like it feels you're in this up. endless loop of never being rested. Right. And I and I wished we had talked about before we had kids what our marriage, what we hope it to look like when we're having kids, and then you kind of readjust as you go through it. But really like talk about what's important and how to stay connected in those early years of parenthood. Yeah. Um, because I, I definitely was the mindset of I'm freaking tired and that me sleeping should be top priority and like, sorry about anything you desire or need. Yeah. We're just going to do everything I want. Yeah. I think, I think not realizing how like damaging that can be. And, 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 and I, and I know a lot has to do with my personality mm-hmm. as in we've talked about the OCPD, but th- what I've come to learn mm-hmm. now, um, cause I, I always joked mm-hmm. like, I don't need connection like you do. Right. I, I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, Connection is a lot of different things, right? It encompasses intimacy, but also just feeling connected, like 
just feeling like we're on the same page and energetically being connected and just physically touching you, like yeah. being close to you. I kind of threw that out the window. Yeah. I was like, that, that can come later. Right. Not realizing that, um, it, it, it can't just come later, right? You can't just turn off connection and then turn it back on and expect like the relationship to not have suffered anything. Right. Yeah. But how important staying connected really is when you're trying to parent together. Yeah. I missed the boat on that. And, well, and that's one of the things I look back on and, and, and kind of like sad about yeah. that. We kind of, I, I say we, I'll own my part. Like I messed that up terribly. Yeah. So, so I have a really simple belief model, which is that our, our behaviors are dictated by our beliefs and our beliefs are basically a combination that create what is our identity. And so when we show up to the world, if we believe that our top priority is being a parent, then we, we, that's how we lead our life. Mm -hmm. And so the order in which we organize sort of our belief patterns has a lot of impact on the way we behave. So I think that it's pretty common, especially in a lot of um, family-oriented, either religious backgrounds or even if just your family was like this, right? If, if the role of, of the couple is to parent and that's the senior priority, Mm -hmm. then that's what happens. And so it's yeah. kind of this like, hey, this is how marriage is done. Parenting first, relationship second or less. Like it, it, and sometimes well, it's I, th like, I think the relationship just went. Yeah, so, well, and that's what I said. Well, so everybody, so looking yeah. for, for those of you listening, like think if you're listening to this, so think about like, how do I organize my priorities, right? Like what's most important? If maybe for you, it's providing for your family's most important, right? And then parenting, or maybe for you, it's like, but what I found is that it's, I think it's, it's a mix up when you place the value of the relationship under the value of the, the parenting. Well, I, so this was just a thought I had because you were saying, you know, where do you prioritize like mm -hmm. provider, parent, right. marriage. I think when you can hone in on like your top three things that are really important in your life, not identities, not roles, mm -hmm. but experiences like passion, freedom, mm -hmm. truth. Yeah. Okay. So if you can identify those, then you can sit back and say, okay, these are, these are important roles, right? Being a provider is important. Being a parent is important and being a husband is important. Mm -hmm. Okay. So those are important roles. These are my three top things that are really important in my overall experience of life. So how does that, and how do those roles infuse into those and show up for those? Yeah. And then I think you have a more even, and then you can ebb and flow, right? Sometimes you've, you've got to put, uh, your partner, partnering on like a side burner while you address like a really important parenting thing, right? Yeah, your kid thing, right? broke his arm. You got to go take him to the hospital. Or your, like... your kid got sick with cancer and then that is your sole focus, right? Well, I... Not, not sole focus, but okay. that, that moves to like, okay, this is a heightened thing that, but I still want to experience passion and, and freedom and my relationship. So how can that still show up yeah. for me? Yeah. So instead of taking on like, identity roles take on your identity of how you want to experience your yeah, life yeah. and and how that will shift and change depending on what stage of parenting or stage of partnering you're in yeah 
Yeah, I, th- I love that. I think I think it's a good way to Cause, look cause at it. Because I took on it's... role as a mother, one, because I felt like I was really good at it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like being a wife was something I wasn't really good at. It didn't come naturally. And I didn't understand why. Now I can look back and understand more of that. Mm-hmm. But I think I felt kind of broken in that role. And so it was easy to just be like, okay, that's back here. And I'll get to it. I want to get to it one day. Yeah, I felt like that. Like, I felt like, oh, no, this is, it's not like, I, I want to get but to it. But my whole focus is going to be here because yeah. I did. I just put that identity on and I and it fit well. Yeah, Being a mom, and you were a great it just mom. fit. It was like finding the perfect, most comfortable pair of shoes that looked good still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I focused on. Yeah. I So I think in hindsight, if, if as a couple you could identify like those three things that are really important as you move through life, yeah. that you want to consistently experience. And I think we've kind of done that mm-hmm. more these last few years. Yeah. Then I think how you show up in those different roles. Yeah, it's really good. It allows you to yeah. put reprioritize the role. Because it's not, to me, it's not that you're going to like, okay, relationships first. So that's, so, so if it comes to having sex or making dinner for the kids, like we're going to have a relationship, we're going to have sex. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Like, I think. But it's because it's it, not an either or. And right, I think I really wanted to make it an either or because it just, it, yeah. there's more control. It's nice and neat, right? You're yeah. either going to do this or you're going to do that. You're yeah, I can either focus that, on yeah. the kids and be a great mom or I can be a great lover. And instead I can't of realizing both. Yeah. you can be both. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's, is it. But it takes really active communication. Yeah. So this was the second thing that we wanted to really talk about was so what we encourage and we did a little bit of this in the first part, but is to sit down and really talk about um, both beforehand and after about the journey of being parents of young children. I can tell you it is a lot easier for us to create time for intimacy with a 17 year old, a 15 year old and 11 year old, Yeah, you know, if you're committed to that. Um, but, but then it was when they were one. But I but we didn't really do that, and I think it can be done. It I takes it, more yeah. effort. Yeah. yeah. And 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 it does take a lot of communication, which we didn't do much of. No, and so that's what we would encourage. Even before you have kids, so like one, we, we didn't do that. Even it. get going into a relationship. Yeah. Ask and the question: married. How are we going to navigate intimacy? with a baby. Yeah. And I think it's one thing, I think that it's pretty common for men to just be like, well, why would that not be a priority? And I think it's, it's sometimes common for women to be like, well, look, I'm sorry, you're not the most important thing right now and you need to just suck it up, right? And I don't think either of those are right. I think I think both of those are 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 um meritable. I think they're yeah. it's 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 okay to feel like, hey, we're married, we should continue to be intimate and for a woman to be like, hey, I'm exhausted, we should not be intimate at all. Yeah. But but I think that in my a, in my world it felt right to feel that way. I look back and I think I can give myself grace. Sure, now you should we should. Under like the understandings I have of, of myself mm-hmm. um is that that's how it it showed up mm-hmm. versus I, I, I honestly was like, I'm okay putting connection on hold. Yeah. Like it felt okay. I didn't realize, uh, how important mm-hmm. like, uh, connection. Well, I want to, I want to even adjust <laughs> the word important. It's not like, I think it's it, vital. I it, think it's, it, it, it's life giving. Like that's the thing. Life- it, there's, there's a shift that has to happen to see, the life givingness of the relationship. Not only is it life giving, mm-hmm. like it fills you up. I think it's vital. 
mm-hmm. as human beings. And I think I tricked myself into believing I was the exception to mm. the rule. Interesting. Because it was easy. I could thrive. Yeah. I can thrive without connection, yeah, but I'm can. not really fully thriving. I'm not experienced mm. like the the whole rainbow mm. of humanness mm. without connection. Yeah. And and I and I and I didn't even experience that in friendships until I started doing my own individual work. Now I have very fruitful yeah, we have great friend friendship. relationships yeah. that are very deep and impactful and meaningful yeah. in my life. Yeah. And I had friends before, but not in the same way. Yeah. And so I, I think I tricked myself into believing that I was a person that didn't really need that type of connection, that I could go through life and, and be okay without it. And that when it was important to me, I would make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'd make time for it when I could make time for it. But yeah. And so right realizing just... it, it, it is a part of being. Yeah. And, and especially if you're going to be in a relationship. Yeah. So, so that would be our encouragement is that you, you talk about those things that are meaningful. Maybe you're in a relationship where, where intimacy isn't a top priority. So that mo- that may not be as big of a conversation, but even just exhaustion, even just like sleeping, Pat, like who's going to stay up? How many days a week are you going to stay up? Like, what are you going to do when you're at your breaking point? Maybe you're the husband and your wife is absolutely exhausted, but you're exhausted too. How are you going to do it when you're, do you have family that can come in and pitch in? Yeah. Like, how do you make when space? Can you, yeah. Like when both of you want to tap out. Yeah. What do you do when both of <laughs> you are going to both want to tap out at some point in time? And what usually happens is if you don't have these things discussed, then you're tapping out on each other and you're, yeah. you're disconnecting and you're frustrated. And, and I think that's why a lot of people get divorced in, in really young marriages. And I'm not, I'm not a for divorce or against divorce. Everybody's situation is, is different. I think we ought to look at marriage for however long it lasts as a beautiful, valuable thing that teaches us a lot. And then sometimes but, we but move I, on and sometimes we But don't. I also think I was able to choose to live the way I was living back then mm-hmm. because I thought we were locked in for yeah. the long run. Yeah. Yes. And I took that, I took that choice for granted mm. that it's a choice that we both get to make every day. Yeah. And, and why wouldn't you, I do want you to choose me every day. I don't want you to feel like you're locked in for forever, no matter what. Yeah. It's a much better, it, it forces a much better engagement. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, to have to know that your partner can choose you and, or not choose you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I, I think, I think, we're much better at parenting together instead of parenting alongside of one another. Yeah, it's a good way to say it. So, well, hopefully, some of the concepts um, that we've discussed. This isn't really like a training format; it's more just like a delivery. No, because as we talk, I keep recognizing things. Well, I had we had we took a few notes, sure. but we just went into this and let yeah. it snowball into whatever it was. But but it's cool. It's cool to hear you. I feel like we were articulate. really good at the logistics. Yeah, as parents but we parented alongside of each other. And so if I could go back and redo something, they would be parenting together. Well, we've been married 20 years now and we both would say that our first six, seven years, right? So this was basically all of our baby years yeah. with all of our kids. Was parenting alongside of each other. Was our hardest years of marriage. And um, I, I, I don't really live with regrets because I feel like yeah. everything no. leads you t- to where you, you are. are today. Yeah. Um. But if I could go back and redo something, I would tell 
younger Molly. Like, no, parenting together is way more enjoyable. Like, I I think as a whole experience, maybe I would be like, oh, I'm an every type mother. I love the babies. I love the toddlers. Because I think there's something magical when you have a partner and you can parent together. And not everybody gets that opportunity. And so I felt like I took that for granted. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is another reason to when, although I, we do advocate for being parents, um, I think it's okay to not have a baby the second you get married and spend some time really like getting to know each other and developing maybe a little bit better than we did that relationship. And, and we did spend maybe two, three years. How long was it before we had Tyler? I think um, about three. About three years. So it wasn't like we didn't have any, but we, those were still really hard years. We were really struggling to figure each other out. And so. And um, also realize that there's no amount of time you could wait for you to really be ready. For yeah. Yeah. It. You're not there's gonna no, be ready. There's no perfect yeah. time. There's no amount of money. Yeah. There's no like status of the type of house you need in the car. Like, mm-hmm. but it's also okay if you don't have a kid the second you get married. Yes. It's okay to actually have somewhat of a plan instead yeah. of just yeah. willy nilly going into it blind <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so, quick. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's our words of advice. So those are our thoughts on the first stage of parenting. Our next stage that we're going to talk about is toddlers. Yeah. And so what are some of the things um, that we discovered and realized, thought we did good? What are the things that we thought we could have done a little better? And how do you do all that without being in a frame of control? And and, and we'll also touch on how do you do that when you have a new baby, right? You could be entering the toddler stage and also be entering back into yeah. the baby stage. So we'll start to talk about like kind of the mixed ages issues that yeah. happen in parenting. So... All right. Well, this will be a fun little series, hopefully valuable. And Uh, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up the podcast. So guys, please rate and review. If you like something, let us know what you like. Give us us feedback. Yeah. If you're on YouTube, drop a comment below. Give us a like there. Maybe subscribe if you feel like you want to hear more of this. And next time I'm going to wear something different. (laughs) Maybe. All right. Actually, I think I just got an Amazon package with a whole bunch of stuff for the studio. So come back because... I don't know. Maybe by the next one, the studio's ready. I have a feeling we're going to be working on that today. Uh, It's, you know, it's a holiday. It's Labor Day. Let's labor. Let's labor. Let's do it. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Have an out of control life. Catch you next time.